0: Hey, Gary Wilkerson here in our podcast studio. Uh, today we have a special podcast. I was out in Southern California and I was being, you know, my wife Kelly and I were being interviewed by Southern California Teen Challenge. Great ministry. My father began many years ago and they work with those who are struggling with addictions. Uh, one of my own sons was in a horrific drug situation. We weren't sure whether he was going to be able to survive it. He became homeless and God did a great, mighty miracle. And this podcast captures that story. We're grateful to team challenge pray you would be encouraged and have faith for your own family by listening to this today.
1: Thank you for being here. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, I would love for you to share how many years have you guys been married now? Let's look I don't to, want to Kelly. Make a mistake, so uh, <laughs> Yeah, smart.
2: <laughs> no. Five, yeah on, right. on saturday 25. the 27th it'll <gasps> oh, be 45 years happy
1: anniversary okay, yeah, thank yeah. You. wow happy yeah. be- well praise god 45 years so i don't know if i remember the story how did you guys meet what was it the- was
2: kind of a series of events that took place over about 2 or 3 months okay. and then um kind of the apex of that was uh, one night at a concert Gary's sister kind of raffled me off and we all went to Dairy Queen and and uh, <laughs> had a date for the weekend. And uh, yeah, coming up on uh, 45 years. Uh,
0: for me, it was love at first sight. I know that's probably a bizarre thought for many people, like it's too emotional, but uh, I saw her. It was a beautiful East Texas, warm, hmm. cool breeze blowing, moonlight, Christian music Ooh. playing in the background, uh, outdoors. <laughs> and just her face was glowing, her hair was glowing. And I was just like, oh God, I would love to Get to know her, or maybe marry her. I, that's yeah, the yeah. first first thought of uh, seeing <clears> her, and it took some convincing. She didn't cho- choose me; I chose her. Oh. And, uh, but uh, after convincing her, then having to convince her, her naval father, uh, oh. father was a navy man. And, okay, uh, he was he was wondering if a preacher could um, so provide, provide. For, yeah, so
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but he's, yeah, they accepted Gary and it's all been happy since. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, we have four Four. children. Everybody's married. We have 10 grandchildren. The oldest is 13. The youngest is two and a half months. So it's a very full and blessed life. And everybody lives close to us within 15 or 20 minutes of where we are. So it's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you say wonderful, but when all ten grandkids are there at the same time, <laughs> it's I like understand. yeah, we're uh, a little tired after that. Yeah, I, no, no, no. yeah we're, we're we're like oh, uh, somebody shoot me. Send you know, them home. Probably punch me in the face, knock me out so I can get some sleep. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it, but if you knew our story, you would know. You know, it's almost like one of those movies that they show the end first, and then they show you how you got there. So right. we're showing you the end. Four saved, sanctified, right. filled with the Holy Spirit kids. Good. All their kids, grandkids. If they're old enough to know Jesus, they know Jesus. They love Jesus. They pray. They read the Bible. Most of them, all you know, three out of our four kids and several of our grandkids, call her every single day, and say either Mom or Grandma, can we pray now? Wow. And then one of our sons. I mean, it frustrates me because it's like. I want to have dinner and she's not cooking. It's like <laughs> an hour later, they're still on the phone praying. praying. It's just, but so that's the end of the story. Right. But, you know, most people don't know the beginning of the story, even though we grew up, you know, dad's starting Teen Challenge to, to, to know that all four of our kids at one point or another got involved in some form of addiction, mm. prodigal running from God, but also running into uh, the, the painful life of, of addictions. The worst case was a heroin addict kid wow. who um, was living homeless on the streets. And long story short, all four of them came back to Jesus, living, you know, a decade now, clean and sober, following after Jesus, going to Bible school, getting in ministry, starting careers, yes. uh, having, having children of their own and raising them up in the, as the Bible says, the fear and admonition of the Lord and doing good. Well, and you know, I like that you said that,
1: um, Gary, because I think especially as a Christian, uh, a Christian leader, a pastor, Um, and you go around and there's these, life's great. My kids are at this point and I can very much relate, um, with the brokenness where it's like that. I don't, if you ask about my kids, it's almost, there's this immediate sense of wound in my heart because, you know, there's been, and so it's so, um, great praise God for where they're at. Take us back to when things Weren't well, when the brokenness was there, because I think that's part of what, again, what we're trying to do today and encourage others as they're managing a family, a marriage, a loved one, and in particular, of course, a child who has continued to fall away. And it's like, when is and, and so tell us what. What did God do in that season? How, what were some of the areas of maybe perspective? Because I think that's part of the battle, Mm -hmm. not being able to see past this pain and feeling almost, what did I do wrong? Or carrying shame as a believer. Absolutely. I mean, how do we process in that place when it's the the good, the victory isn't there yet? What are some things you've learned? What's helped you along the way?
2: Well, it's, It hasn't been easy, you know, and certainly there's um, there's definitely a dark season of the soul, you know, that you you're just clinging to every promise that you can possibly remember. And, you know, it doesn't even really help to have it pasted on your <laughs> <laughs> steering wheel or your mirror or your whatever, because it's not being lived out. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see the fruit of it. And you know that God's word is true. Mm. You know that it never ends. You know, it the, it's, it is written, you know, the earth and the, everything is going to fade away. But the word of the, the Lord. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It will never fade away. And um, so that there was a lot of frustration lot of, um, anger and mm-hmm. just deep, deep sorrow. Yeah. And, um, and you have to be careful too, like who you're going to share this with and have somebody stand with you because mm-hmm. that's a scary point, you know, cause some people will just take that information and, mm-hmm. you know, try to slander you or slander yeah. your family or any of that. And, right. um, um, So, which is painful in itself, Mm -hmm. and that's a whole (laughs) different (laughs) set of problems, right? So, but um, yeah, I think too, for me, I had to just lay aside any type of pride that I had Mm. and said, I have to have people join with me in prayer. Yes. And so God, please, will you show me, you know, who Mm. I can ask? I mean, even I, I remember just even sending little messages out to Southern California Mm -hmm. cal teen challenge Challenge, It was like pray please pray you know you pray with us and um just always and that was just even on instagram so Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was the response was always just so genuine and um kind of fortifying and bolstering of my faith to Mm -hmm. know that people here were praying and um well
1: you're not alone in the battle you're fighting Right. And I think sometimes, especially as a Christian, again, there's these hurts going on. But who do I tell? How can I get help? Right. Um, not knowing and just sort of. And I feel like that's part of the tactic of the enemy is to keep you isolated in your pain.
2: Right.
1: When we and, and so prayerfully, you know, finding people to come in agreement Right. because our battle pastor gary is you know not against flesh and blood but it's against mm-hmm. the principalities it's a there's a yeah. spiritual battle over our families over right. our children and fighting that battle and we need to be able to come and agree and so that is one great tool yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. as you're speaking my mind goes and 50 different directions because there's so much we could say, but mm-hmm. so little time, but I've, you know, I'm sure that anybody's listening now either just loves every piece of content that Teen Challenge puts out there. That's number one or number two, you're bored and have nothing else to do so yeah. you're watching us. <laughs> well, most likely number three is you have kids or family yes, members right. who are suffering with addictions right now. And we've come here in the name of Jesus to proclaim there's hope, Hallelujah. there's life, there's victory. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it for ourselves. And, um, And and then the second question you might be asking, okay, if there is hope and there's victory, how are we going to get there? How do we get to this place of hope? We're not seeing it. Things got worse for us before they got better, Mm. and we began to feel guilt and shame and condemnation. So uh, for us, it came to the point of where our moralistic worldview— It was no longer sufficient this um almost like christian karma Mm -hmm. we've fed into them so we should have got something back from them we declared them in christ so the good karma should come back you know of course i don't believe in karma but it doesn't work that way Mm -hmm. yes there's a principle of what you sow is what you reap but when it comes to people's lives what you sow is what you reap has to do with if you work hard, you gain something back from it. If you put something into your field of labor, you'll get it back. But right. people's souls are much more yeah. complex than that. So there's not this reciprocal always. We gave them the gospel, so they're going to have to stay in the gospel. Um, people have choices to make and life's to, things to go through. And sometimes even God, I believe, will allow suffering and hardship among our children to ultimately show us. And them what the gospel is really all about, and so the moralistic view will not work. You cannot um, say, well, if I pray hard enough, they'll get saved. If I read right. my Bible more, if I, right. if I take them to conferences, if I, you know, it's just it's just you're just pushing them away sometimes if you're not careful. Right. So if the moralistic view doesn't work, then what does? So when it, at least for us. And, and when I say work, it's, I'm, I'm even cautious about that because that's almost pragmatic. Like, here's three points or here's three principles. Right. It's not a principle. It's not points. It's not moralistic. It's the hope that comes in Jesus Christ as we offer our lives freely to him. So our, our miracle came more in us first mm. and then in our kids. Then our miracle was, for me, it came at a point where the Lord spoke to me about Moses' mother mm. and said, you remember when they were going to kill all these children and she had no hope? Of her son's survival, let alone, you know, him, his salvation, uh, and said, put him in a basket and let him go down the river. Just, just take your hands off this. This yeah. is not you're not in charge of this. You can't create uh, a solution. You didn't you didn't cause it. That which is a, an important thing to say. It's not your fault, and that relieves us of guilt. Uh, but it's also then you can't fix it. Yeah. And So we, we just put our sons and our daughter in uh, emotionally and mentally in a basket and just said, God, okay, it's no longer on our hands. We'll pray. We'll we'll. Be here for them if they need us. We'll encourage them, but we're not going to be the helicopter parents hounding over them like, "Oh, did you did you use right. today? Oh, right. do you want to go to Teen Challenge?" And like right. just like, no, God's God's got you. We're praying for you, uh, and then He drew them all back supernaturally, miraculously. Wow! And that's uh, that's the power of the gospel.
1: Power of the gospel, and that's good. What I'm hearing you talk about, which I think is important, is also embracing our limitations. As counterintuitive as a parent as that could possibly be, embracing the fact that sometimes the level of difficulty going on in their life is God's birthing process. But as a parent, to let go of that, that limitation, I just, you know, how critical is that? And also, how do we, as a believer, also limit, where our mind goes? How do we get to where our whole world doesn't get uh, brought into a place where that struggle is? Because I have found that if I'm living in the place where the struggle is, it begins to inform where my faith is. <laughs> so how, what are some things as mom, dad, parents, husband and wife, talk to me about
2: right. that. I think, um, Mike, for me, I had to really discipline my mind mm. To and you know, as it is written, that we have these weapons of warfare that are mighty in battle, that they tear down strongholds and vain imaginations that are disobedient to Christ. And so, I had to really be on guard to do that. And, and so it's like if my brain would get off on like a, you know, the spinning wheel of, oh, they're gonna OD today, they're gonna OD today, they're gonna OD today, and it's like no. No, now stop it. You know, like right now in Amen. Jesus' name, you that is coming down because it's disobedient to Christ it has nothing to do with what Christ says about them and who he is for them you know he leaves the 99 he goes after the one and even in Psalms 139 it's like there is no place that Mm. they can go that they don't meet him Mm. and his love is there waiting and um, just the faithfulness of God Mm. the faithfulness of God God is faithful and so I had to be sure to declare that to myself as like God is faithful he's their father he loves them far beyond what I can comprehend and he's after them you know he loves them he's pursuing them and I you know me just being dizzy about you know they're gonna get in a crash or they're gonna yeah. get arrested or they're gonna get whatever you know it's yeah. like no that doesn't help yeah that's not helping anything <laughs> and so I need to think and believe and yeah. say to myself what God is saying yeah. and what and so just really being super disciplined about that and catch it you know like right when it's like yeah. nope that's the lie.
0: That's the lie of the enemy. Mm, and so stop good. now in yes, Jesus' name.
1: In Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen.
0: So. If you don't mind me addressing one other yeah. issue that I, that's dear to my Thank heart you. in this. We have the, the precious delight of seeing four kids healthy, happy, mm. serving Jesus. Um, but our, two of our closest friends, two different couples, uh, lost their kids to addiction. Oh. And so... You know, there's the, the there's this whole question of, okay, well, why? You know, it's like, I did everything that Gary Kelly did, but I'm, uh, but right. I, you know, and now as ODs are becoming more and right. more prevalent, yes. you know, it's, mm. it's, you know, and the Bible says the rain falls on the just and the, the unjust. unjust yeah. There's going to be just families that the, the rain of, of mercy will be there. And there's the, the, the just families where the rain of suffering will be there. Job is our primary yeah. biblical example of this. And so it, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to, uh, Job, it all came down to the end. Though, though you slay me, yet will I serve you. Yet will I trust you. Yet will I believe in you. Yes. This is after he lost all of his children. That's, right. uh, last, lost, That's Almost lost his marriage, lost his health. And they say, I'm, I'm going to trust you. And so we trust him believing for our kids. And we want to encourage everyone to believe for your kids and believe without fear, greatest hope. And yet at the same time, there comes a level and I can only speak knowing what our friends went through. Mm. There's a level of trust in them now that they didn't have before that that we can weather any storm and still Mm. say, though you slay me, I will trust you. They can still say, Mm. Lord, we don't know why our son, our daughter was taken, but we believe you have a good and perfect plan. And our miracle was that our kids came home, their miracle was even though they lost their children, God showed them grace and faithfulness and miracles that took place. Right. Uh, both of these families, their funerals had multitudes of salvations wow. of people getting mm. nervous about like, hey, we this is serious. This is life and death. And so God uses things that we would rather him not use in our life. The suffering, Paul said you know, three times, can you take this thorn from my flesh? Right. And the answer is pretty much is no. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's yeah. there's a no of the things we want. You know, sometimes we're, we're almost like this ostrich head in the sand, mm-hmm. uh, Pollyanna, uh, pop psychology, optimism right. to, to, to a degree right. that's not even biblical anymore. And then that leaves people that actually uh, do find hardship uh, at the end of the day, the they're praying for their marriage, but their married. You know, what do you say to a Christian that b- believing for their marriage and then their husband runs right. off with another woman and remarries, has a whole nother family. D- did God fail them? No, there's a faithfulness to the Lord. So our story, as grateful as we are for it and as, yeah. as thankful as we are, uh, I would hope that we could have the, a story of, we trust you, God, if yeah. it right. didn't turn out this way. Right. Yes. And, and I can't say that because I didn't go through it, but I know some Christian friends who are a testimony to me. Yeah. I think maybe their faith... Is even stronger than ours. We had faith for our children to come mm. home, but what if you had faith to believe that God is good, no matter what storms you went through and difficulties? Again, we're not predicting that or not, right. you know, not a negative type of confession or no, whatever that's you want great. to call it. We're believing, we, and we believe whenever we pray for other families that have children in difficulty. We don't pray, like, hey, you might lose your child. You, know, right. you, know, you know, ODs are happening a lot. We pray in the name of Jesus. You know, the accuser be bound. Uh, the blood of the Lamb cover your family and bring them home. And we believe there is a a level of faith that we can have to see the rescue of our children.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you, Gary, for mentioning that and and Kelly for sharing your heart. Um, I think it's good because so many times we have this idea, even of course with our Christian line of, this is what we did and then everything was better here, but to know, and it almost comes back to your statement earlier, about Moses being turned over. Um, There's no guarantees. Um, But when you surrender something to God, that releases God to do whatever he would will, and, and yet that releases me also. That's the key, yeah. And I think for me as a dad and as a parent, that's the battle because i'm the one wanting to helicopter fix and i find myself exhausted and that's where god's inviting me back to let him and and i have to let go let go which again a word god gave me out of mark nine is the transfiguration and they're coming down and the disciples are in a fight because there's a boy that couldn't get healed (laughs) <laughs> and, and so they're fighting and they're like, what are we gonna do? And and, and they're back and forth and um mm-hmm. the disciples are fighting with this the guy and the people in the crowd because nothing they did was good could work. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so, and and so I love what Jesus says in Mark 9, turn the boy over to me. Wow. Turn just, yeah. the boy over. And there's just something as a parent, and even with our marriages these are the vehicles that have a way a hotline, just to really get to the deepest place emotionally mm-hmm. that makes it so hard to navigate life because there's something in us and i just think that you know that is the the prayer the act say god this is yours and and part of that consecrating is irrevocable. It's, God, this is your, I think we try to do that in baby dedications, say, God, this is yours. But then we have to do it again in (laughs) teenage years, do it again in these battles. So, and, and that is so, I'm so grateful for you guys speaking on that. Is there anything else? What about just, uh, I know we just have a moment left or a little bit. How about your marriage together? Ministry can be such a challenge and family and kids and finances. Um, how have you been able to continue? I often see you together. And there's something so special about you ministering and being bound together. I know that that didn't happen on accident. Through all that you've been, give us on walking together as husband and wife. What's a couple things that start and you, you okay. could? Yes.
0: Um, yeah, the, uh, without a doubt, um, it's the graciousness of the Lord with all the pain we had of our kids uh, the difficulty of them backsliding and getting into the world and drugs and alcohol yeah. it, it was so much to bear and he knows how much we can take so even though we had that difficulty here on the marriage end of things he gave us a grace to, to uh, there's uh, there's no major principles that we know or can share mm-hmm. it's just we enjoy each other's company god gave us a friendship a warm heartedness towards one another. We are our best friends. We love being with each mm. other. That's not on us. It's like, oh, I'm some, uh, you know, I, right. I obey the commands <laughs> of a great husband and she's the submissive wife and we got it all lined up. No, it's just the kindness of God that mm. has allowed us to be uh, deeply in love all these years. We haven't had, we haven't had seasons where we were horribly at odds. We've had arguments like every marriage has, but we sure. just have, we have fun together. And uh, she almost was feeling a little bit sick before coming here, she wasn't going to be, we weren't sure she would be able to come. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to go without you. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Moses with the presence of the Lord. If you don't go, I'm not oh. going without you. And uh, <laughs> then when she started feeling that we prayed, her fever broke. She started. She, Hallelujah. She and she came and. Uh, you know, it's just, it's uh, so it's not, it's not a real spiritual answer. No, but that's, it's just a but real, that's just, but that's just in real life. Thank you for sharing oh,
1: yes. that. Yeah, that's really good.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it helps being friends and <laughs> really caring for one another. And, Amen. too, he's so, he's so patient and kind. I mean, I can mm. be like a real brat and he, he, <laughs> uh, takes good care of me. So, Aww. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I just, I think, um, yeah, just having that friendship and wanting to prefer each other has worked
0: well for us. Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, uh, G.K. Chesterton tells the story of of um, <clears throat> a man in bed, and he's trying to know what to do with his life. And this Army general comes in and says, um, get up, do this, do that. So we're always looking for the commands. How do, how do we make our marriage better? And Chesterton says, another man walked in to... the bed of this man and says, once upon a time, and what he was saying is he just told him a story uh, because that's how God works, not always in do this, do that. Here's 10 steps. Oftentimes God works in once upon a time, you know, uh, and ultimately it's a love story. Yes. And he, I believe marriage is created not just for the man to follow certain commands, although it is, I believe the Ephesians passages mm-hmm. are correct for us and brings great joy and delight and peace in our marriage, mm-hmm. um, the biblical order of things. But but in, in reality, it's it's a love story yes. that God unfolds. And so there's no there's no 10-step program to a healthy marriage. There's a love story that God yes. wants to unfold. And again, all our marriages are like what you said with the story about the, mm-hmm. in, was it Mark? Mm-hmm. The passage of Mark and the... Moses, the same, it's the same thing, isn't yeah. it? Um, the same thing with our marriages as well.
1: Yeah, turning it over to the Lord. That's, that's such a joy. And yes, absolutely. And what God has joined together, you know, and God. just to be able to, it is a love story. In fact, it says in Philippians, let your love abound more and more yeah. with understanding and insight. It isn't just a feeling, but it's discerning. It's wanting, it's investing. So I think... A healthy marriage is um, being friends again. Not getting so busy yeah. or duty bound or kids, but preserving the special foundation mm-hmm. as husband and wife right. and just spend time together and mm-hmm. what a gift from the Lord. He's the cord of the third strand that has bound you together, kept you through this and um, giving you that foundation to do everything else, ministry, kids, yeah. so praise yeah. God for that. Good word of encouragement. Um, let's pray. I think we're pretty much out of time. Let's ask the Lord's hand over um Carrie, uh Kelly, Gary, would you pray? Just lift up our families, pray that God's continued hand and healing and that word that God has, encouragement, whatever the Lord would do um over those who are hearing this, that we would just cover them in prayer before the Lord.
2: Can pray? Yeah, thank you. Okay. So thank you, Heavenly Father. We come before you humbly in the name of Jesus yes. and God we thank you that you go after the one mm. so we thank you even right now God and as uh just parents and grandparents and maybe friends are praying for mm. someone that's lost or prodigal God yes you just go after them God right now in Jesus yes. name I thank you, Lord, that you would sever every tie that the enemy has entangled them in, Jesus. that you would dry up bitter wells that they're mm. drinking from God. And Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, soften their heart, that they would call on the name of the Lord and be saved. Yes. Lord, return them home, yes. lost treasure come Mm -hmm. home come home now in jesus name lord i pray that you would sustain these that are praying for um children and grandchildren and Mm -hmm. and even friends god that maybe it's been years it's been decades god that they've been interceding lord i'm asking in the mighty name of jesus christ for your mercy that you would draw them Father, draw them to your son, Jesus, and remove the veil that the God of this age has placed over their understanding, Mm. that they will see the glory of the risen Christ. Mm. We thank you for miracles. We thank you for redemption. We thank you for restoration. We thank you for reconciliation, God, because this is who you are. You are miracle-working God, and with God, all things are possible. So we give you thanks so much for your goodness and we give you thanks for your mercy in the mighty name of Jesus Jesus. Christ amen
1: amen well thank you so much for sharing your life sharing your heart praying we are so grateful for your story and for the many more lives that are going to be touched as uh, they are encouraged to keep going and trusting and letting the mind and the heart find the one that can help, Jesus, releasing that to the Lord. So those are great tools. We appreciate you so much. We pray God's blessing over you and World Challenge and everything else that God's doing through and all the grandkids and everything else that God has done in the Wilkerson family. So thanks again. God bless you. If you enjoyed today's episode, we invite you to do two things. First, share this with someone else Second, click on the subscribe or follow button on whatever app you're using to listen to the show. That way you get notified when we release a new episode. Thanks for joining us. We hope to see you next
0: time.